What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt, the 1%, running through the entire list with my guy, Matt Murphy. He's got some critiques for me for the list in general. It's a long one, 44 players we got to work through. I feel like we did a pretty good job with it. Hope you enjoy it. Zach Gray was supposed to join us for this one, but he ended up having some stuff come up, hoping to have him on in the future to do some baseball stuff, talk a little Shohei Otani, stuff like that. So, no ZG, sadly, just me and Matt cranking it out. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. The finale of the 1%. Yes, sir. If you've been following the pod, then you know we broke this down into four parts. We went through the top 44 basketball players ever. Jonathan, why is there 44? Because there's been 4,474 basketball players in the history of the NBA. Yes, sir. 44 would be the top 1%. That's why it's called the 1%. Smart guy over here. <laughs> Big numbers guy. And so, uh, Big numbers guy. We've got it. We're ready to go. I got my guy Matt with me again. He'll Come be on. on next week as well to, to run through the AFC South. That's coming out on Tuesday. Yes, sir. So we'll it's good we'll stuff, tease. but excited for today, that. man. We got. I've been tracking along. The 1%, man. I'm excited for the finale. It should be a good one. I appreciate you having me on. So before we jump into it, there were a few things you wanted to run through just about these lists, about these conversations. Yeah. What are what are kind of your things? Yeah, I I want to get things started here, John, and on behalf of everyone who has been following along, you know, regardless of of any thoughts or opinions that people have on this list, I do want to say really well, job, you did a great job. Thank so you. well done. Really really well done. I think the level of detail of the list is very impressive and um even just reading through it a couple times this week, I'm like, man, you did an outstanding job. So Thank first you. off, kudos. Little round of applause it. for the kid. This is like well, well done. Well done. <clears throat> but I will also come on out come out and say that talking about these lists are kind of dumb. And uh, let me unpack it. Let me unpack it. <laughs> it's fine. You did yeah, a great yeah. job, but talking about these lists are kind of dumb, and here's why. You'll hear the it, it's dumb, but also it's so fun. That's why it's I so was much so fun. excited. It's so much fun. And that's why I have to unpack the dumb comment. So <clears throat> you'll hear this a lot when the list, and I'm sure you did when you're making this. It's like, oh, you can't compare people from different eras. And you yeah. even hear former players say that. Like when people ask oh, yeah. Michael Jordan and LeBron who's the best, he's like, oh, you can't say that. It's hard to <clears throat> compare eras yeah. because the way you're and, and So I get that, yeah. right? And you can – the way I like to bro- break it down, and, and during lunch today I was kind of taking some notes, and the way I like to break it down is like, Everyone's going to look at some something different. Something's going to stand out in particular. Everyone kind of has their couple things that they look for in a player that might be the difference, variable difference. We were just talking before. I mean, MJ and LeBron are one, two, period. I mean, they are in a league of their own. Um, their spots, I don't think we'll see someone surpass those two. I really don't. I, I think they're, they're set in stone, period, in those two positions until someone knocks them off. So they're there, period. We don't really need to spend much time on but after that, there are little things that people look for, even subconsciously, right? Yes. Some people like stats, right? But I'll, I'll say stats, <clears throat> a player's individual stats speaks to the individual's role and production within that role on a team. That role being laid out by the team itself, right? So yes. the team has a factor in someone's role. Think about someone like a Scottie Pippen who, if he has a Jordan role, what does his career look like? What do his stats look like, right? Those stats then affect 
individual accolades, right? All star MVP, all star team, all yep, yep, yeah. exactly, all NBAs, even defensive team, even assist champ. Like that yeah. is affected again by the team itself, by not just I'm not even saying the team around them. I mean that each team is gonna have different roles for different players, right? And, and players are gonna be asked to do different things. So that's the first thing to acknowledge in these conversations is that. <clears throat> It's what makes some of this really difficult is, again, individual accolades are a byproduct of someone's role. And again, their their stats are their production within their role on this team. The part that gets me the most is so quickly people look at championships and they credit them to individuals. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And you and it's, yeah. it's so, get, so frustrating. Because it, it is. But I, I think that in basketball, unlike any other sports, your best player has such a direct impact on That's both true. ends of the floor that it's much easier to equate championships to players, as opposed to like football, where Tom Brady only plays offense. Yeah. Or baseball, where Barry Bonds doesn't pitch and he only gets three at-bats. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, the handprint of, of the best player on an NBA team, on a championship team, is much larger than any other sport. Yes, and and that, <clears throat> and I'm certainly not arguing that. I, more that's why I kind of laid out initially again there are only five players that play on the court I get that and, and then there are 12 players on a roster I get I understand the best player of that of that whatever team it is handprint should be all over everything that they do and they yeah I'm not saying they shouldn't receive some credit for that yeah but it's not everything. part of that is the role they're in on the team they're on and all of that dictates the way that they're perceived throughout the NBA throughout history of the NBA, their legacy is really defined. In my opinion, it is way talked about way less. It's the it's so important that you're in the right situation in the right system, because um, there have been really really good players that haven't been in great systems. Where if you swap players, you send somebody. If you send KG to the Spurs and you send Tim, Tim Duncan to wherever or the Minnesota. Timberwolves, and I'm like, it's where's KD? Where's KG at? Yeah, for because. Sure. It's really different. It, it, it minimizes this conversation. Minimizes, and I'll I'll end my, this first point. It minimizes the impact that a system can have, that a coach can have, that a team has on this player itself. That's very um, fair. But regardless, we have the conversation, right? Because it's fun. It's fun. It's freaking fun, John. It's, this is the but best time when we, we to do, do when we do. I kind of nerded out today. You'd be so proud of me. I like it. I. <clears throat> the next thing you'll hear. Oh, you can't compare stats. It's a different, the different, right? The, okay, this guy played in the 60s. This, so there's certain ways you can adjust it. And, and two biggest things that stand out in terms of that are difficult to adjust, not difficult just, but important to adjust for is pace of play is one, right? And then style of play is the second one that I would look to. The three-point right? line? And the three-point the three line is a big one. But I, I learned this the other day. So the three-point line gets uh, brought in like early 80s, late 70s, if I remember correctly. Did you know that in the 94-95 season, they moved the three-point line in? Did they, they really? Yeah, it was like it was like 22 feet. Just for one season? J- just for one season. Because no they idea. wanted more people. I didn't know that either. Um, if you were a basketball nerd, The Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons, it's a podcast series, incredible. Yeah. I listened to it. And we were talking beforehand. I was like, I think I may need to re- rewrite this. It was after I listened to it. <laughs> after you listened to this. Shout out Bill Simmons, man. He's great. But That's anyway, crazy. That's a wild stat. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, regardless, <clears throat> there are two. with those two things, there are two ways you can adjust stats that we see now. And certainly you wouldn't be doing this by pen and paper. But 
at a high level, one thing you can do is you can, to adjust for pace of play, you can look at per 75 possessions instead of stats as a whole, right? So looking at stats like per it. 75 possessions because that's around where they played at way back when, and now it's way higher than that because it's a oh, faster yes. game. So you look at per 75 possessions, and then the other variable that I think is, is crucial in, in terms of, and I would call it the, the inflation factor, <clears throat> but it's that piece that you can find that I think is really important is that compares, it doesn't, so a lot of what we're doing on this list, what you did on this list, is compare stats of player, player resume from a player to player. What this inflation factor, finding this inflation factor does in tandem with the per 75 possession number is what that will do is take each season by season and compare the league-wide stats, right? Mm. And so you get a variable. I like this. Right? So it's like how many like how many rebounds did each team have? And then across the league, like it's yeah. the same thing. You're comparing stats, but it's season to season. So with those two things in mind, like there are ways that you can um, compare stats, not, and it's the, the worst part about it is even with those things, even with the adjusted air quote stats, that does not mean that oh, yes. it's going to be a one, a two in terms of, Hey, I can look at these and know they're exactly the same for sure. I, mm -hmm. I agree. So all that being said, and uh, last thing I want to say on adjusted stats, because I didn't, I, I had plenty of areas where I could have brought adjusted stats, but this is where I, I it kind of goes back to point one. David Robinson, for example, okay, Love really, him. really good player. So um, underrated. Forget where you had him on your list, but I know it was top twenty. Yes. Um, and with these adjusted stats, right, and it's everything, right, with Raptor plus minus, um, you know, you name it. <clears throat> Again, everything with everything adjusted. With and certainly with, and you'll see in a second with a, a pointed emphasis to efficiency. David Robinson came in at number four on this list, and and again that's adjusted, but it that speaks more to the system he was in. And say, guess who was five? Tim Duncan. It's because yeah. with that stat, with everything being adjusted and everything, they were the two of the most efficient players in that position comparative to the league that the where the league was at when they were playing. So. It's very, very difficult to even take the adjusted stats because those can be skewed because of really, really good systems like the Spurs, like yeah. I would say the Warriors a sure. couple years ago. So all that being said, it is, again, kind of like a null point because to have these conversations, not because we shouldn't have them because I'm so excited to have them. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to just depend on how you view the game of basketball, how I view the game of basketball, yep. and so on and so forth. So... So you were you were talking about roles. Actually, here I'll save this whole rant for a specific player whenever we get to him. Okay. Well, I can't so wait. Before we get into it, yeah. Is there anybody off the list that you would have put on, and give me a grade for the list? Yeah, I'm gonna say. Hmm. Because I'll be honest. Every time I look at Michaela at 44, I'm just like, yeah, you're like, is that uh, right? Yeah, I. <laughs> There's no one that's jumping to mind. Um, Here, let me just give you my three that that I have just okay. outside. Okay, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I can kind of give a yay or nay on those. Yeah, that'd be good. James Worthy, Paul Pierce, Dominique Wilkins. Th those are the three that I have that are, it says, you know, it's, it's the maybe next year, because obviously when I do this again next year, a lot yeah. more players in the league, so we'll be able to add a couple guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think Dominique's the one that kind of stands out, but I don't think he did a lot from a championship perspective. He didn't. 
Um, and that, that's why I left him off. And Mikhail's a really yeah. important part of those 80 Celtics. Yeah, so and he's a three-time champ as well. I think I like Mikhail at 44, actually. So there's no one that comes to mind in, in terms of the list as a whole towards the tail end. If I'm giving this a grade, I'm going to go A-. minus. I think this is an outstanding list. I really do. I'll take and it. It has more to do with your reasoning why. I mean, we, we were talking a little bit before, but I think anything above 25 is like you have to convince me, but I can be convinced. Like, I, yeah. I don't – I think the top 20 is where it gets a little tense, especially you, the top 10, where it gets this. like you have a legit argument for somebody to be in the top 10 and you might have them in. I don't. But to, in terms of like top 25 or top 30, that gets to be like, okay, I'm a little bit looser at the top of the list, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's – so at 44, we have Mikhail. I'm, I'm going to read through as well, and then whenever we get to a guy that you think should be higher, lower, whatever – Okay. You just say stop, and we can break it down. So, 44 okay. is McHale. Yep. 43 is Walt Frazier. I like Walt. 42 like Walt. is Clyde Drexler. Okay. Yeah, great player, man. As oh, I was doing, hard. As I was doing this list, there have been just very few great shooting guards, which is something <laughs> you don't realize because you think, like, especially for us, because we grew up in the era of Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant, yeah. where it's like the shooting guard position, really important. And then you start looking through history, and it's like, man, there have not yeah. been a lot of great shooting guards. Yeah. So anyway, it's Clyde at forty two. I'm I'm gonna say I don't even have anyone in mind. I would like to see him a little bit lower. Um by lower so you say this differently than I do. When sorry, you, when sorry, you say yes, lower, higher on the list. Okay. Higher on the list, like meaning he's a better player. But yes. but a lower um, number. Yeah. I should probably put him a, in front of Gary. Just a couple yeah, that's that's the one thing. I yeah. I probably would swap them and the the one that's hard because Gary was I think a trend transcendent defensive player great guard nine-time all defensive team is stupid it really is it's stupid and he's got the one championship as well but yeah i just i see clyde's body work with the 20 20 points a game six boards i didn't realize he averaged 5.6 assists a game he was on his career that's kind of silly and in those nba finals the one that he won in houston alongside hakeem he was like 27 10 and 7 yeah he was great i'm gonna say clyde just bump him up a little bit yeah Um, I'd, i'd probably make that adjustment too but again, I think it's, it's you could then turn just around and say Gary, Gary had a stupid good career, especially on the defensive end. So, <clears throat> so forty is AI Allen Iverson. Yeah, thirty nine. Interesting. It's it's a hard. That's a that's a tough one. Here's my thing with Allen Iverson. So look, if people, this is one of the ones where people came at me on the internet. They're like, he needs to be higher, and you know you can make the argument that pound for pound, he's the best player to ever pick up a basketball because he's tiny, tiny dude just getting buckets. Okay, but my my thing the thing I run into with AI is they was there was one year where his team goes (laughs) to the the NBA Finals and you know they lose four one to the Lakers and outside of that all those other teams were bad yeah and when you don't consistently win it's just it's hard for me to put you higher on the list yeah I mean look the scoring's there he's got the MVP um, four time scoring champ three time steals champ. Which was I found kind of surprising. Yeah, seven no. time All NBA, which isn't a ton. Like only seven All NBA selections. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's as hard. I'm gonna put. I would put him above Nash for sure. See, that's this is the guy I want to get to. Steve Nash at 39. I love Steve Nash, and we talk about systems enhancing players and their numbers. Yeah, because of Steve Nash's role. Like this is a guy 
who if he played today would be so much better and he'd be he'd be around like 24 points a night because he was a great shooter. Yeah. He just didn't take a ton of shots He's very, because of very his role. efficient. Very very efficient. Very efficient because he didn't take a ton of shots. Whereas like if he played now, he'd be taking like eight three-pointers a game, probably yeah. making three or four of them, and that's his average that's his career average right there. Yeah. Five-time assist champ, I mean, two-time MVP. Yeah. No, that's the MVP is definitely something. Are you was that the guy that you were like I this is the guy. That's the guy. He's he's one of the few guys where his role I think limits yeah. how we see him. Yeah. I still think I'd have AI ahead of him, but it's more Yeah, I mean, he's just I mean, looking at AI, I did not realize he was 26.7, which is impressive. Which I mean, on a career is very impressive. Um and then he's obviously, I mean, 10 plus time All-Star. Yeah, to get an MVP in there is is huge. I I'm going to say I would put AI over Nash, but I'm not banging the table for, oh my AI gosh, being, how dare yeah, you. That's um, fair. Because they're both outstanding players, outstanding. Very two different. Two very different players. And this is where you, you hinted on it before you even got started, that everybody has their preferences. <laughs> you know, do you want a guard who can who's going to go get you 26 a night, or do you want a guard yeah. who's going to facilitate and move the ball around like Nash? It's just it's a preference thing at that point. Which is weird because I love players that can pass. So oh, it, No, but in general, I, you're absolutely right that, everyone's kind of leaning one way or the other and yeah i i think i just like ai's body work a little bit more overall like the the three time steals champ was big for me i think that's something you don't really know from him right you see the crossover you see the jump i didn't realize the three steals that's that's kind of wild yeah it is wild 38 is is patrick ewing uh elvin hayes at 37 james harden at 36 yeah who is in a position to make a huge leap if if he can win a championship, which I don't think is going to happen, no. But you can't ignore the five year stretch. No, it's one I'd of the best it. five year stretches in in the his, in history. Yeah, and he's a Chris Paul hamstring injury away from potentially winning a title. Yeah, he <clears throat> he's a tough case, man. He's a tough, tough case. I I think mm, in general, I'm like trying to just verify really quick some of his some of his stuff. It's it's been tough to see him. It's weird that he like you don't see a player at his age. He's he averaged like four less points on the season last year than his career. Well, he played way he more was much assist. more I mean, he averaged he averaged much like more assists. of a facilitator this yeah. last year than he has been yeah. for any other part of his career, and that Which makes sense. I will say, I do like that that a player can go into a different situation and be a different kind of player. Um, yeah, I. It would be huge if he got a title. I think um, the two time two time assist champ is actually kind of surprising. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, to have an MVP is big. Top yeah. five in MVP voting multiple times. Yeah, no, I I, I don't mind it. Um, I definitely I might even like. Oh, this is tough. What about him and Chris Paul? Yeah, I put Chris Paul at thirty five mm. just because he's the. Um, Nine-time All-Defensive selection. Just yeah, that's big. Harden's lack of defense is kind of why I left him a little bit lower. Plus, Chris Paul, five-time assist champ, six-time steals champ. Yeah. Eleven-time All-NBA selection. I mean, and I'll be honest. Like, there's some bias here because Chris Paul's one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. Played both sides of the ball at a high mm-hmm. level. I think he's he's our modern-day John Stockton, who I've got at 34. Got the, yeah. It's interesting that you have those three all together. They're all, obviously, ball-dominant players, and they're all so unique. <coughs> Man, well, the, the stuff with dealing John, with this little—it's all good. This man. little scratchy throat, it bro. Happens. It's brutal. 
and we're well, good though. If we we move into John Stockton a little bit, I think yeah, the thing with Stockton it. is like he's the all time steals leader and he's the all time assist leader. I mean, he is just. I mean, look, he he played for a long yeah. time, which you know matters as well. But the eleven all, all NBA selections, five time all defensive is crazy. It is, and he was look. He played in two NBA finals. Like he battled through a tough Western Conference. Um, you know, he's a couple Carl Malone mental mental mistakes away from maybe even having a ring. I mean, John Stockton was. I mean, he was perfect. I think my my favorite comment on John Stockton that I've ever heard is from Ryan Rosillo. So Ryan Rosillo, his podcast, they've got a little thing called Life Advice, and when you email in, you give your name, and then you give like your stats. Yeah. So guys, will be like I bench this much and I squat this much, and then you say my pickup um, comparison would be whoever. And this one guy was like, I play pickup like I'm John Stockton. Mm. And Ryan Rosillo's response is, he goes, <clears throat> Oh, so you just make every perfect pass, and when you shoot, it feels like you never miss. Uh, yeah. Because that's no. just that's who he was. That's who he was, and. <clears throat> I love I, I do think Carl Malone we got some I definitely once we get to him I've got some comments there but I think that he and those are two it's it's a, just a fun duo they it's just, fun that they, they had go together so many so years well. together and they mesh just so well so they both played their roles really well so really really well I have John Stockton's uh, autobiography I read it when I was like 15 okay huge John Stockton guy and he talks about playing with Carl Malone before they get to the NBA when they're trying out to play for Team USA in 88, not 88, like 80. Okay. And so they like their relationship goes back to before they're even playing on the Jazz together. Yeah. Which is why, which is really that cool. That is crazy. So, no, that's and it's it, it makes sense. It makes sense and I think they they're in a position where it's cool when it works out where two players can mutually benefit from playing together. Like I feel yes. like in the NBA now, it feels more like okay, who's gonna have the ball? Like who you got all these like think about the Suns like Devin Booker, KD, uh, like we're all just gonna so, take turns. Yeah, it's it's so cool to think about how fluid that duo is comparatively oh, to yeah. other some other duos we've had. Of and it's probably more of a looking at how the game has changed, where it is more like, hey, if I have the ball, I'm not necessarily going to look to create for others. It's more, I'm gonna look to create for me. If they force me to give it up, then sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool thinking about those some of these duos, and I, I'm glad John's where he's at. I like that. 33 is Kawhi Leonard. D- does this feel high? It does, but I'm interested to see why you put you have him here. Look, the accolades are pretty. It's hard to look away from him. Okay, the the career averages aren't great. You know, he's just under 20 points a game. He's got the six and a half rebounds, the three assists, just under two steals. 2014-15 steals champ, five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA selection, two-time champ, two-time Finals MVP, which is just, we forget about that first one when he's playing for San Antonio. Seven-time All-Defensive, he's won Defensive Player of the Year twice as a perimeter defender, yeah. which is really hard to do. Uh, I think part of why I have him higher is I have some sympathy for the first part of his career because he comes into the league at the tail end of Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, and so because of that, we don't see Pete Kawhi until those guys leave, yeah. which isn't until 2015. And that's really kind of when he comes on the scene. And those peak numbers are really good. The reason why I partly kind of wanted to put him higher, just because we know that he just hasn't played a ton because he sits out so many games. Yeah. That's part of why he's you know lower where he's at. But Yeah. I, I think I would switch him. Honestly, <laughs> this is going to seem weird because I – I would be fine if you switched 
even AI with him. Like really, I, I I would be fine with that. I I just it's the two time champ thing. Maybe you kind of lean. That's the thing. He's got more championships than all those guys. Yeah, he and does. He was the, that's what's and the Toronto run is crazy. The Toronto think, that was that was nuts. Now that, at, at the same time, they catch a break with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant getting hurt, but at the same time. Every team that wins a title catches some sort of break. Yeah, I just with AI specifically. I mean, I just look at in the middle of his career, it's like Kawhi's peak was so short because yeah. of injuries, and like that's what's hard is. I mean, he's such a phenomenal player, but I look at AI and he had like a six-year stretch where he was averaging above twenty-eight or twenty-seven. Yeah, which that's I mean, in a less offensive league. Yeah, and it's just, so it's like they're different players. I, I just, just I, I honestly I, I like it the, might be a hot take. I would switch those two. I like and the, that's a big jump. I think I I like the two way ability of Kawhi. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing with AI. Just outside of the steals, he's very similar to Steph Curry, where yeah. on, on ball he's not great. But look, but he's a smart player. He knows where to be. Yeah. And because of that, he's able to take chances and grab steals. Yeah. Um whereas like Kawhi, like at his peak, you could be like, okay, you go guard the other team's best player on defense and be my best player on offense. Oh, he's he's one of the best two ways players of recent memory. No yeah, doubt. I mean he's so, been awesome. So no, I, and again, I, I think he has a right to be listed there, but that's more just personal preference. <clears throat> personal preference. So it's uh he's a freak though, man. If uh, he's one of those that I think we'll look back on and be like, okay, if he was healthy, his whole career, like what if? In He'd terms be, of a two-way. For sure. I mean, he's like Tony Allen on defensively. defense. Offensively. Offensively, he is so special when he's healthy. He really is. He's so I physical. Love... And My favorite thing that I see him do is, like, on fast breaks, he'll hit, like, a Euro step or something, but, like, have the ball just completely palmed. And when he goes up and dunks, it feels like... It looks like you're dunking on a Nerf hoop. Yeah, it's Nerf hoop, and it's, okay, I'm going to jump with the least energy possible because I don't need to go very far because my ball is, like... I've got Velcro on my hands is what it looks like. He yeah. just, it's just so easy for Listening, him. So, so uh, Podcast P, the Paul George podcast, if you just want to hear insane things, go listen to that. Great pod. But Great pod. Hearing other players talk about Kawhi, I think it's part of why I have him this high too. Yeah. The DeMar DeRozan interview where he's like, Kawhi Leonard just always gets to his spot because he's so strong. He's so strong. and So physical. And I just I, I love the dead look in his eyes anytime he does anything. Yeah, the ha uh, ha yeah whatever the laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I, we can't even do it because it's a robot, dude. He was AI before AI was. He invented. was. So th- thirty two. I've got Bob Pettit. Bobby. I think one of my favorite things that I discovered doing all this is the older players' rebounding numbers are just absurd. Absurd. Sixteen a game. It's silly because it's well. You know, like 50s, 60s, really fast-paced game, yep. and players weren't as good, so it was just, just, just didn't Straight go up. in. Straight and up. so Bob Pettit at 32, Jason Kidd at 31, I've got him higher than all those other guys in terms of, like, pass-first point guards because like he it. has the championship. Like it. And he was an important part of that Mavs run. Yeah. Um, He was awesome. Listening to – I heard a Vince Carter clip the other day talking about Kidd in New Jersey when they was playing for the Nets, and they, they made their run to the finals. He said that he was talking to, to Richard Jefferson, and Richard was like, bro, Run and cut because he's gonna find he's gonna, you. Yeah, he says. Vince Carter talks about. He's like <clears throat> the first game, I'm playing with kid, and we're on a fast break, three on one. It's me filling the left wing. We got Richard on the right wing, and Jason Kidd throws me a lob like at the top of the backboard. It sails out of bounds. He's like, you know, and he's like, I come back, and he's like, 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 what was that pass? 
Jason Kidd was like, I just wanted to see how high you could jump. <laughs> he's like, from that point, he's like, he didn't miss a pass. I love it. Everything's so calculated. Great defender as well. We yeah. don't talk about that enough with Kid. You know, nine time all defense. Yeah, it's just yeah. Just and I love he's top fifteen in three pointers all time. Yeah, that's really surprising. Honestly, it is because he's not really. He wasn't a great shooter. That really. great of a shooter. So and over time, he kind of figured it out. And I yeah. just he's one of my favorite players to watch as well. Yeah. Very much like old man pickup game kind yeah. of style, especially no, later bit. in his especially career. Especially tail end, yeah, tail end. Oh, when my. he's like posting up smaller guards, yeah. point, yeah, yeah, great. He's kind of built, yeah. He's kind of got the build of like. Oh, he's a big. He was a big guard. <coughs> he's a little stockier, so yeah. Speaking of stocky, though, Scotty, Scotty Pippen, love it, love him at thirty. I do. I, I, I'm glad he cracked the top thirty. I'm glad. I, I think he. Yeah, he was special. really good. And as special. you were talking about earlier, you know, you he's in that second, like the number two role, right? Yep. And. Look, anytime you're playing with Jordan, Jordan's going to take a lot of the shots. I wanted to put him higher, but the career numbers, like if you're only at 16 points a game, like even if you are the number two, that's a little low. But the defense is, I think, really the team that, thing that pops here. The 10-time all-defensive selection. Yeah. He has, and okay, when people talk about Michael Jordan, they love to talk about the year that he was out, and Scottie Pippen was great. <coughs> so you got to remember, Michael Jordan missed a year and a half, not just a year. And the first half of that second year, Scottie Pippen's calling Mike, trying to get him to come back. Yeah. Because they were awful. Yeah, not great. They were really bad. And so it, it kind of feels like one of those things where, kind of let's call it the uh, the Jeremy Lin. Okay? Jer- Jeremy Lin comes in, he takes the league by storm. Yeah. And then as time went on, teams watched the film. They're like, okay, he doesn't do this well, he doesn't do this well. And you see a drop. Yeah. The same thing happened to Scotty, right? Yeah. He has that first full season. Teams take the offseason to watch the film. They're like, okay, like this is these are where his weaknesses are. And then yeah. we see the drop in year two where he was the man. Yeah, I mean, six-time champ, you know, one of the best defensive players of all time. Really versatile. I loved his... I love his five assist number for the career. I think that's really special from his position. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, Mike benefited from him. He benefited from Mike, and I think he does deserve to be top thirty. I do. Um, not a lot of people can say they won six championships, and certainly not a lot of people can say they were this the second best player, second on best those. player on a team that won yeah. six championships. So yeah, I like that. I I don't mind it at all. Again, especially considering not just the accolades defensively. Ten-time all-defensive is just silly, but I think his passing ability is something that I really admire and, and love. So uh, there are honestly points where I wish he would have been more aggressive offensively, sure. more, um, hey, let me go get mine a little bit. But, yeah, definitely deserves to be at 30. I agree. Good spot. Good so spot for him. Here, we're going to work 29 through 25. We're, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to let you go get some water. Yeah, dude. I'm, we've been so, talking I'm sorry for a while. to the listeners. You're I've good. Been... You're good. So, <clears> cough really up quickly. Store. So, tw- 29 through 25. We got Charles Barkley at 29. Okay. Giannis at 28. Rick Barry Can't at 27. Can't wait. That's when, the, that's when the, we start rocking, dude. Havlovich or Havlicek at 26. And then KG at 25. Here, let's just take the break now because you're, you're ready to rock with the Giannis stuff. <laughs> we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back with 29 through number one. Let's do it. And we're back with more shooting with Schmidt. Like we never left. 29 through 1. Charles Barkley. Through whoever I have number one. Jeez, I, I, I wonder uh, who. I wonder, what is it? Was it? I wonder who's there. Was it Steph? Was it? Uh, no, wait, wait. <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no. So, 
29, Charles Barkley, super underrated player. Giannis at 28, which I, I know you want to talk about him. Oh, yeah. Rick, Rick Barry, John, ha- <laughs> I always pronounce his name wrong. Havlicek. Havlicek, thank you. Havlicek. And then Kevin Garnett at 25, who I I'm, I may end up dropping him a little bit. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. So, thoughts on those four? <clears throat> yeah, I... It is insane to think how long Giannis has been in the league and how good he's been. He's been since really he's, good. That's silly. It is just silly what he's been able to do. And I'm just a huge fan. I, I think he should be higher on the list. Um, I think he is a top 25. That's fair. I don't mind I would it. switch him and KG. That's, I, would. I don't mind that at all. I would switch him and KG. I don't think he's much lower than 20 or much higher than 25. But the one thing that I mean, because KG won the one NBA championship, mm-hmm. he's got and the he was MVP. with what I would call a super team with yeah. Rondo, with Ray Allen, That's with the Paul Pierce. Thing. He wasn't the one. He wasn't the the one number one option. That's the one championship he did win. So if you want to, I mean, you talk about, you know, he's fifteen time All Star. Giannis is seven time All Star in like nine years. He's Giannis will he's end up being that, that yeah. around that level. Um, yeah, Giannis to me is you switch those two. I think look by the end of Giannis's career, he jumps Kevin Garnett because I think he's got at least one more championship left in him. Um, you know, going to continue to make All Star teams, going to continue to make all All NBA teams, probably going to win another MVP. I mean, he's going to continue to add stuff, and I think over time he he ends in the top twenty. I think he will be yes. And I just I think right now, see, I don't know, I. I view that 08 Celtics team really differently than a lot of people. A lot of people call it a super team. I don't know. Ray Allen wasn't the same Ray Allen. Paul Pierce was really good, and you're right. He was the number one on that team. Yeah. Kevin Garnett, more of the defensive anchor, still a good offensive piece. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I call that team a super team. Maybe that's why I have them higher. Um, but, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind swapping <clears throat> them. The main reason why I think Giannis should be, is, should be lower is because of where you put Jokic. That's fair. We're we're gonna get to him. And we look, get, I think this we are is gonna get to him. this is preference. I love Jokic. I know you do. I just oof. Do, do I wait at twenty four? Yeah, don't mind it. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Malone at twenty three. Carl Malone, golly, I just oof. we're gonna look up in ten years, and they're gonna be kids who don't know anything about Carl Malone. They're gonna look at his career numbers and be like, like is he not like the greatest team? Is he not the greatest player ever? He's like number three all time yeah, in scoring yeah, yeah. and. You know, had all these rebounds and a 14-time All-NBA selection, all that other kind of stuff. But no, he was not. We're just going to leave it at that. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you when I say this. <clears throat> he and Jokic should be switched. Oh, no way. Yeah. No or way. At least, or at least he should be moved down. That's fine. And Jokic should be moved up. Because, I mean, you look at Malone. He's a two-time MVP. He doesn't. I know he doesn't have a title, but to for a career to put up 25-10, to be to finish where he did scoring, rebounding. I just, I I really really like him to be higher on this list. I, I do. think part of the Malone stuff is part of it is him because you have to have the skill to put the ball in the baskets. But how much of it was he played with John Stockton? I think that's 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 the separator sure. for me. Like sure. Jokic is the facilitator of the system and scores within it. 
whereas Carmelone has to be set up by somebody else. Yeah. At least that that may, maybe not maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just the way that his career turned out because he played with John Stockton. But from you know the twenty years that he played, like that's what we see. And so that is the difference for me between Jokic and Malone. Yeah, no, and, and I think you're right. And I, I can't I'm not pushing back on that piece. I'm just looking at his body work as a whole. <clears throat> and what and again, this list is if Jokic retired right now. Yes. If he retired right now, it's twenty points a game, ten boards, and I believe six assists. It's like six six point eight, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so seven assists, which is outstanding. I mean, yeah. five time All Star, five time NBA champ, great, two time just... MVP, great. I'm taking, I'm still taking Malone overall. The um, the uniqueness of Jokic's game is why I think is why I would take Jokic. We've we haven't seen a center like him. Yeah, like, but I think too longevity matters, and it's like. That's part of what I think these younger, these newer players. It's hard for me to put above a guy like Malone because so much of Jokic's career has remained unknown, and we view it differently. We can say if he retired now, <clears throat> but in our heads, we're all like subconsciously we're thinking, okay, he's got X amount of years left for sure. And so it's like we view them. It's not even recency bias because I don't. I don't think that's your, your description of Jokic, and I, I think described it well. Like it's not necessarily recency bias, and I I agree with that, but for me it's like a full. If I'm looking at his full body of work, if he got injured and never played a game again, I feel like the conversation would be, oh, what could have been, and people would have probably kept him really high on this list because of what could have been. When if that actually happens, I just don't think we can look at. I mean. Carmelo is a 14-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, which is stupid. That is stupid. Two-time MVP. Like, this is that dude. So, and I, a good point about <clears throat> Stockton. It is. It, it absolutely is. Um, I just strictly on resume. I just think it's. I think it's hard to have. But when Jokic you where he watch, is, where Malone where he is. But when you watch Jokic, is there another center in the history of the NBA who can do what he does? No. I don't think that that's there not is. what this conversation is, though. But that's part of it. That's part of the conversation. When you look at everything as a whole, part of the uniqueness, part of the way that he's changed basketball, like in a league where it looked more and more like you couldn't play center and your best player had to be a guard, this seven footer from Serbia shows up and is like, oh, I'm a seven footer mm-hmm. with guard skills. Yeah. It is so unique. Um, and it has really, I think, opened up a lane for teams to run their offense through a big guy again. Yeah. Whereas we saw this really short stretch where it's like my point guard who can shoot, you know, thirty seven percent from three has to be the focal point of my offense. Now you got this guy showing up who is I'm not gonna say that he's changed basketball because you have to be so unique to do what he does. I think that's part of why I have him so high. because um, what he's doing, I just don't think you can really replicate. No, I mean his last <clears throat> his last five years is the best five year stretch of anyone alt- outside of championships. This is the best five-year stretch of all time, yeah. statistically, efficiency-wise. I mean, it's stupid. I, I, and I'm with you there. Like he's he, it's silly what he's been able to do, but I just think it's a dangerous road to go down. To be like, oh, has there ever been a center? Like, no, there hasn't. There, you could when you were talking, my I was thinking of one person is Wilt Chamberlain, because there's at the time he was that he was he averaged on his career he averaged thirty and twenty two. Yeah, like absurd. Yeah, but he didn't really win. A ton of championships. He wasn't. He won two. He didn't. Two, I think, is the number. Well, it's a little later. Oh, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, get to it later. Whatever. Wilt. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> regardless, and that's the thing that's too. What, that's what is coming to mind for me because I'm like, okay, 
if I use that argument, well, it's a top five player. If I, I could use that same logic of, hey, has there ever been a center that, like, he's comparatively to the time that he played in, he was like, oh my gosh, a Jokic level of like, it's a much different build. Of course, his was way more had to do with his physical For size, sure. but he could run, he could jump. He, oh, yeah. He bench pressed 400 pounds. Insane he could, athlete. He's one of the fastest players in the league at his size. So it's like, I just think that's a dangerous path to go down when we're talking about this conversation. That's fair. Because it, I, I feel like it has to be, okay, what they've done yeah. as a whole. And again, just whole body work. I just can't. I don't I don't mind moving Jokic down the list. I think like I have 20, a problem. What about to like 22? I was going to say, like, if you want to move like Moses Malone in front of him, you want to move Dirk in front of him, that is cool. I don't, I don't mind that nearly as much. But Carl Malone, a guy who... Let's just say he didn't excel in the playoffs, had a couple really bad yeah. moments, a guy who didn't win a championship, a guy who's played twice as long as Jokic and has less titles, a guy who played twice as long as Jokic and has the same number of MVPs already. Yeah. It's hard for me to swap Jokic and Malone. But if you want to put like Moses Malone in front of him, you want to put Dirk in front of him, something like Isaiah Thomas, like that's fine. Yeah. It's the idea of Carl Malone, I think, that I'm getting hung up on. Okay, that's fine. But you kinda you're kinda jumping back to like, oh, he's I mean in that piece i think i was with you until it was like well he has the same amount of championship or mvps and he's played half as long like we can't bring in the longevity like you can't bring that into i mean longevity doesn't matter i'm not saying that but with Jokic specifically he's got so many years ahead of him if he retired today he would have the same number of mvps and more championships but that can't be that cannot be a reason why someone should or shouldn't be higher on the list and i because they only because they retired early like we can't we have to look at what they did but, but when you look at what he's done, has he not done more? Or, or just as no, much? No, he's done about the same. But if you look at across, like, and I, I think it's, it's not just that he's done, like, he's done incredible things. But would would you rather have a guy like Jokic retire right now? All right, let's say, let's say this. Let's say they didn't win a title. Because that, I mean, that, that evens him and Malone out really, to be honest. Uh, we'll yeah, get to I, that in a second. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah. if, he, if he's gone after this year, would you rather have a guy like Jokic to be like a five-year stretch, silly two-time MVP in that short amount of time, or a fifteen like fifteen years of having an All-Star caliber player? It's every single time I'm taking the guy who's going to be there for fifteen years. I, every if, single time. If they played a similar style, then I would agree with you. But the fact that Jokic is already the greatest passing big man ever, I think it's really hard to argue that he isn't. And I also think that when you look at their roles. You can slide Jokic into that screen and roll type of role that Carl Malone played in, and he would still be just as effective. Yeah. Whereas if you took Carl Malone and you put him at the top of the key and you asked him to facilitate and do all these different things, I he, he I think he'd struggle. He wouldn't be the same the same dude. <clears throat> Which it's just like I'm not even arguing that that's the thing. That's why this conversation sucks. Is because if I'm if I'm drafting a team all time and I'm saying, hey. Do I want to pick Jokic or do I want to pick Malone? I'm taking Jokic 100%. I'm probably taking Jokic than some of these other players that are below that he's he's just because he's like so unique and everything course, that he does. Yeah, of course it's a no-brainer. But that's not what this conversation, the way it's been laid out, that's not what this is. That's part of what I'm trying to say. Is like with all the reason why we throw these career stats and accolades out there. But it's it's got to be both. Because you're right. Like these conversations are hard. No, it, there's just no way. Like I. But it, when you there has to which like it can't be fifty fifty like what's what's the split like you you see what I'm saying like yeah I'm with you but I I think that when you look at the skills of playing basketball like w- like what are the basic skills of basketball scoring passing ball handling shooting 
I'd say that those are the four skills. And when you look at him, Jokic is a better shooter. He's a better passer. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm just taking as, him in pickup. I am. Yeah. But we're talking about a finished product versus an unfinished product. That's why this conversation sucks. Is because it's so difficult to be like, okay, if you retired today, I'm taking because I'm taking the guy who has been around for the 15 years. And it, to I'm not saying Jokic isn't. That's again, it's just really difficult because it's like in our heads subconsciously, it's like okay, I know Jokic is this type of player right now, and he, he even if he did retire today, he would be the best passing big man of all time for sure. For sure. Would I take him and pick up? For sure. But if I'm looking at someone's resume, I'm going to take someone who was freaking who was around longer. You- all NBA, like first team level player for 16 years than a dude who was all NBA for five. Like that's just that's fair. Basic, and that's where I'm taking this is like, and it comes down to part of how do you view this? Because if this was a, hey, everybody's in a line and I'm, I'm drafting who I want to take as Jokic. I'm building my team, Jokic is probably top 10. He, and people don't like it. He'd probably be top ten. If if I'm just drafting a team of people, I mean, to have a center who's going to average ten or average nine assists a game, probably. I bet you a lot of people would take that on yeah. early. Would take that really, really early. So I get what you're saying. I do. It's just it's really difficult to have this conversation with those with those type of players. That's with fair. him, with Giannis and him, I think are the two where it's hard. Curry, it's not even crazy difficult because his his career has more depth to it that right totally he fair. could re- he could he, retire in a year or two years and we could we could he could be solidified in his spot yeah okay right? that's fair that's what i'm saying it's like it's just not complete bodies of work so it's really hard to because i do think longevity matters it does it yeah absolutely it does. does i agree it okay. absolutely does so that's fair so or or james harden would be much higher because of his stretch that he had if he would have just retired right after that after his five-year stretch, he'd be like, oh, my gosh. But he wouldn't team. have a championship. And that's that's the thing with Jokic that, I mean, like, I getting, think that's old, that's, that that's another separator between him and Malone is, like, he has the ring. And yeah. he swept a really good Lake And, like, when you look at the run, and this is where you could say it's kind of recency bias because he swept a really good Lakers team with LeBron and Anthony Davis on it. Yeah. And so maybe part of that, maybe recency bias does play into it in terms of the playoff run a little bit. Um, but the, the championship, I think, is the yeah, ultimate that, separator between that's the definitely. two. We got, yeah, we got to get off. We got to move good on. Dialogue, we gotta move on. Good dialogue. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Isaiah Thomas at twenty-two. Uh, I put Dirk at twenty-one. I had him higher on the list, or lower on the list. You know, I had him, I think, like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. But I, I do think that your impact on basketball matters whenever you're making these lists, especially when you're doing the complete resume thing. And his handprint is all over the game. Really, the first stretch for ever. Definitely the first stretch four that was the main option in an offense. Yeah. Um, we see the one-legged fall away everywhere now. Um, at the same time, like, this is my guy. This is why – he's why I love basketball. Yeah. So, you know, the love could definitely blind me a little bit. But, you know, the 14-time All-Star selections, the 12-time All-NBA selections, the 2011 title that run – That championship is one of the best title runs I think that will ever be. It is. And I, I did a thing – To beat to beat the Miami Heat team that was in place – I mean, he was and he was stupid. the best player on the floor. Yeah, the, the entire is, series. And you're looking at a team that had LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, all in their prime. Silly. No, I mean, he was silly. He was insane. He shot like 96 percent from the free throw line. In those playoffs too, <laughs> just locked in. Yeah. Um, broke you know in the 30,000 point club, yep. which a lot of guys aren't in that. Yep. Um, I mean, he was just he had just an Legend. incredible career. Legend. So, Dirk at 21, Moses Malone at 20. 
you're probably right. I should probably have definitely Moses in front of Jokic. I would definitely make that switch. Moses is one of, I think, the most underrated players ever. Um, part of that because he spent some time in the ABA. And when we hear ABA, I feel like our, unless it's Dr. J, our immediate assumption of the player is just lowered. Yeah. Um, but, you know, six-time rebounding champ. Yeah, yeah, and... I would, yeah, I think switching Jokic and Malone would be fine. Um, he obviously having the one champ, three-time MVP, which is something I didn't know that he was three-time MVP. That's pretty impressive, actually. And then that the two-time all-defensive team is big. And then, obviously, you know, the rebounding speaks for itself. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it's tough. Like, it is. I, I put him, because, like, I think... I do think Carl Malone's a more skilled player. If let's put it this way, if 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 it's weird that they're both Malones, but it is. If it you ma- switch the two tough. Malones if you and, and, Moses and one, and Carl. if Carl had the championship and Moses didn't, like I, I you'd think, probably flip him. I think Carl, you'd you'd flip. You know I'd, what I'd mean? agree. So it, yeah, it's hard. It is um, because I do think Carl was a better player overall, but with that one championship. I mean, most of Malone, he was the best player on that team, too. Like, that's, yeah, so that's towards hard. the yeah. tail end of Dr. J, and so it's a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, like, you're right, Personally, though. I like I like Carl Malone better because he's a better scorer. Definitely not as good of a rebounder, but still a double-digit rebounder, and he was a better – I mean, Carl Malone almost averaged four assists in it for his career. So I lean that way, but, again, fine. I'm clearly I a little it. bit biased. But – with that NBA championship, I definitely think Moses should be ahead of Carl, and then it sounds like even maybe above Jokic. Yeah. Um, 18, do- Dr. J. Do I have to go through Dr. No, J stuff? I, okay, I like cool. That. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I think re- revolutionized the game, made yeah. made basketball a lot more fun. Yeah, it's you a know? legend, man. Yeah, legend. I mean. The doctor. The doctor. Rock the baby. The, yeah, oh, that's dude. right. Legend. Uh, 17, Elgin Baylor. I he, I, I think I think I have him too high. It's just twenty seven points a night to go along with fourteen rebounds a game is just really hard to ignore. Yeah, no title. Okay, That's hard. Okay, let's back up. He does have a title te- technically. <clears throat> so his final year, he plays half the season and basically retires in the middle of the year because his knees are just absolutely gone. But they and won. then they go on to win a championship and they give him a ring. Because okay. he was there at the start of the year, okay. so I don't count that as because he wasn't like on the floor yeah, in the finals I, contributing. I, I like not counting that. Yeah, um, and so that's the one thing. But like twenty-seven and fourteen every night for thirteen years. Yeah. Even even <clears throat> even in that era where it's really up and down, yeah. still, I mean, it's hard to ignore. I would flip. Would you flip him? And I would Dr. flip J? him and Doctor J. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, and mind that's that. just a little switch. I would flip him and Doctor J, the four-time MVP, and then Elgin not having the four any MVPs. I think is something as well. well. He when he played, the MVP wasn't wasn't an award. There, so he definitely would have. Okay. He, he, oh, he I, I just, I'm just seeing that it was in the 50s. Okay. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that you have to keep in mind as well. Like with some of these older players, it's like that wasn't even an option for them to win that. You know. So he definitely would have. Okay, but yeah. I think I still I still like Dr. J ahead of him. I mean, he had more yeah, career points for him anyway. So, sixteen, David Robinson, a like guy it. who I wanted to put higher. And Hard. originally, it gets crowded, man. Originally, I had him at twelve. Yeah, but I, the reason why I dropped him is when you look at his titles. The first one that they win is like peak, peak Robinson, peak Duncan. It's the Twin Towers. They're just pounding the ball inside. Yep. 
And then his last title comes in the last season of his career where he plays like 12 minutes a night, only averages like eight points a game. Yeah. And so because of when he won the title, the second title, I decided to drop him a little bit because yeah. he just wasn't as big of a deal that season. But when you look when you look at the averages and like the block champs and all that kind of stuff, his career is almost identical to um, Hakeem. Yeah. They're really similar. Yeah, they are. Um, I love him, though. One of the most underrated players ever. Yeah, I, I like him. him at 16. I, I, I made a list from... 16 and all the way to one. Oh, I like it. So he was my 16th. So I like it. Def- definitely, I-, I think he is a product of a great system in San Antonio, but an outstanding player and out- obviously outstanding resume. Um, accolades speak for themselves, and he's special, special. So it- it's hard because it gets so crowded. I mean, 16, I think that that's where. I think the top 16 was really difficult. This is where you're splitting hairs. Like really, 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 really difficult. This is where you talk about preference and things like that. This is really kind of where it shows. Yeah. I'm assuming you've got the big O higher than 15. I do. Yeah, I figured. I do. Here's the thing for me, because I have him here at 15, 25, seven and a half, nine and a half for his career, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Six-time assist champ is wild. Yep. And here's the thing, like the era that he plays in is really up and down, and so that's why the rebounds are so high. Okay. I will say, I think one of my one of my the favorite things I think I've ever heard in terms of like NBA segments, somebody compares the Russell Westbrook triple double season to yeah. the Big O and kind of the difference, like which yeah. one was harder, that kind of stuff. So you know, t- today's NBA they hand out assists like they're candy, yeah. like it's not as hard to get an assist. Whereas like back in the day, <coughs> if it's not like catch layup, it's- catch jump shot, it's not an assist, mm-hmm. which speaks to the passing of the Big O. Absolutely, which is I'm assuming is why you have him a little bit higher. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know you love guys who can love, move the ball. Dude, I love versatility, man, and efficiency, and but to have twenty five point seven and seven point five boards, nine and a half assists, that's silly, man. Yeah, and I think the reason why I've got him a little bit lower is the title that he wins. He's not the best player, whereas the rest of these guys, a lot of them are the best Kareem. player on their team, because Kareem was the best player. Yeah, which yeah. you know, if you want to say, look, yeah, Kareem was Jabbar. Yeah, like that's not a crazy knock, but yeah. I think, like I said, like we're splitting hairs here. That's why I've got him a little bit lower. Yeah, I. So I will say I have him at I have him at thirteen, okay. So just a little bit lower. Um, I've got Jerry West. You have Jerry West at fourteen. I have him at fifteen. Okay, that's um, fair. Good player, obviously. Uh, I do have. You have Durant at fourteen, then. I do not. Yeah, you have him higher than thirteen. Oh yeah, you're not gonna like this one. I knew this would oh. be a fun one. I've got Akeem. At thirteen. No, at fourteen, and then I got okay. Big O at thirteen. Yeah. Really? Okay. I do. Walk me through that. I find that yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I, I got you. So <clears throat> with that, I looked at – so the career per game stats was one thing. Um, significantly better career stats from the Big O's perspective, definitely. And then in terms of – so the accolades were one thing, right? You look at the rebounding champ and the block champ but from Akeem. We're Kareem – okay. So I – this is where the error thing gets really, yes. really tough. Yes. Because I would say, so you, did, did you do the the per 75 possessions with these guys? I did not, but. Okay, because I'd be really interested to hear. They go, yeah. Just because, like, the 50s to 60s, they are up and down all over the place, and that helps with the higher numbers, whereas, like, the 90s is we're going to use 20 of the 24 seconds on the shot clock, and we're going to throw it into the post and just kind of see what happens. And so I feel like the pace of play really aids the big O's career numbers. I thought, I think pace of play... It's definitely not that much slower. I mean, they used to play 
not like running gun. So in, in the fifties and sixties, I mean, not really. I can try to look, but they're I've, they're up and down. That's that. That's why the yeah, rebound numbers are so high. I mean, if you look at the 50s and 60s, everybody is like near double-digit rebounds because they're just they're up and down. All right, let's see. Pace of play per season. Okay. Um. <clears throat> let's see. We've got just overall. I guess that's offensive efficiency. Where would the pace of play numbers be? Here, as you're looking it up. What more is it about Hakeem and the Big O? If you can multitask, if not, um, just the I can versatility of the Big O. I think um, that's fair. I don't mind. Yeah, that's totally big. fair. And I I think that he was one where he did have a little bit of a shorter career too. Um, so that that is definitely hinders him just a little bit. I think Hakeem played a little bit longer, but I I think if they're that he played early enough where it's difficult. Talk about just transcendent. That's part of what gets me is like everyone looks at the team like, oh, it's just the best footwork of all time, all this. I just think the big O was so, so dominant in the era he played um, to where I don't even think we fully realize how good he was. Uh, that's just my thought. Okay. I'm trying to find. Okay, here here's pace. Okay. Um, the pace did slow down. A decent amount. They didn't really track pace, pace of, of play, play per the, game okay, back that makes then. Sense. In the 70s, it was up in like the mid-hundreds, and it got down to like the 90-ish when Akeem was there. So I would push back on that and say the part of that is I bet you Akeem's usage rate was really pretty high per given the pace of play. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it looks like you're a little bit right with the – the pace it just depends. It depends. I don't. It looks like they haven't. They didn't really track a ton of that. Which makes sense because it's the fifties and sixties. Who's tracking yeah, pace who, of play who, yeah. in the nineteen fifties? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, a lot I, of respect for it. him from Indiana, obviously. So maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I like it. I'd say it from accolades perspective, Akeem's probably has him um, to have be a two time champ, two time Finals MVP, and one time MVP overall. But <clears throat> yeah, I. I still like the big O. I do. You like the versatility. You, you like the ball movement on the offensive side of the ball. That's yeah, fair. and I, I like. It. I just I like how it. he just did it all. I mean, twenty six points a game. Yeah. Seven and a half boards and nine and a half assists. That's that's ridiculous to do in an, over a career and to six time assist champ. You know, twelve yeah. time All Star, eleven time NBA. So, yeah, that's more of a preference thing. But yeah, for sure. So if fourteen, I've got Jerry West. Twenty seven, six and seven for his career. Two and a half steals. Scoring champ, 12-time All-NBA, 14-time All-Star, won the Finals MVP even though his team lost in the Finals. Yeah. Uh, that tells you a lot right there, just the kind of player that he was. He's he's the logo. Yeah. Like he, that'll, he's got to be top 15. He's got to be top 15. If you're the logo, you got to be top 15. Got to be top 15. Gotta be. No doubt. So, you, you said you've got him at, you said you have him at 15? Uh, I do. Okay. Yep. That's Jerry's at 15. Be. Where do you have Kevin Durant? Because I've got him at 13. I got him at 12. Okay. Got him at 12. Cool. So, the the greatest okay I'll just say it point blank he's the greatest scorer ever period I'm so glad you agree with me period because I I throw this out to people and they're like oh no 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 blah 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 I'm like nah bro seven feet tall he's silly dude moves it's like stupid. a guard stupid handle can can do it all on the offensive yeah, side of the ball no he it's no doubt it's no doubt and, <clears throat> and it's hey the the other thing too with Kevin Durant because there's so much slander this is a, this is another one of the guys where they're like you have Kevin Durant too high. 
He was the best player on two of the most talented basketball yeah. teams we have ever seen. Yep. I mean, he is. When we talk about unicorns, you want them to be Kevin Durant. It is kind of wild that we're talking about. If you think about <clears throat> Kevin Durant, when he was on that Golden State team when they won, they won two, right? They won two. Would have been three if they don't get yeah. banged up there against Toronto, yeah. but still. So, thinking about where we have Steph on this list and thinking about in two of the championships, he was the number two. Yeah. is is shocking. It is. You know, just to think about, like, okay, we need to give him his flowers, KD his flowers, because of that fact alone. Because you could make an argument Steph isn't where he is at on this list if KD doesn't play with KD. Because they, with KD, they do not win. At least they, they, they might win they one They run of them. it back with Harrison Barnes and those guys. Because, look, like, my thing is, I think the reason why you can put Steph where, where I have him is because he wins before Kevin Durant shows up. Yeah, no, which is good. It's, again, it's not that— And those teams were still really good before yeah. Kevin Durant. Yeah. And you're right, they, they they may not win two, but they probably win another one. There's a least. reason why Kevin Durant isn't where Steph is, and Steph is, where isn't is. where KD is. Yes. yes. But that's why I have him at 12, is because on those teams he was the best player. So if Kevin Durant— Wins a title in Phoenix as the best player. How far up this list does he move? It's probably not very far. It's probably not very far. I mean, who I have at 11 is Tim Duncan. I know what? you're not going to like that. Yeah, I have, I have, oh Timmy, at, I have Timmy at 11. <sighs> okay. I okay. think he is, him and Akeem, or sorry, him and David are both products of being in a fantastic system. And, and I personally, it's like, who am I going to put? Am I going to move Shaq? Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominant player to ever live? Shaquille O'Neal. Behind Tim? Like, no, I'm not. So, Tim's my 11. I don't think Katie jumps Tim. Maybe. Maybe. Man, okay. But I don't I don't think he moves a ton, especially with the team they have assembled this year. I mean, yeah, if they don't win with that team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Then might if, if they don't win with that team, then Jokic is going to take a huge leap up the list. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because okay, that, you know what that means. Let's work through this Tim Duncan stuff because that is. Let's do it, man. I okay, eleven. So okay, who do you who okay who who do you have a ten nine and eight? That way I kind of know who you have. Shaq, Kobe, Larry. <clears throat> okay, so are we just going to ignore the fact that for you know? 2010 to, or like 2008, not even that, like 2004 to 2014 for a full decade, Tim Duncan was the best player in the league. 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA selection. Wait, for how long he was the best player in the league? He was the best player for a decade. No, he was not. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Dude, Dude, that's malpractice to say that. that okay, he played so, with Kobe. Huh? Are you kidding me? He was better than Kobe. Oh, my gosh. Oh okay, my god! Here we go. All right, here no, we he's go. No, he's in a better system. He wasn't a better basketball player than Kobe. That is insane. Kobe Bryant played for Phil Jackson. One no, of the no, 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 no. That's a different ever. thing. It's a totally different thing. It's a totally different thing. Oh my gosh! Kobe Bryant played with Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm saying objectively, Tim Duncan is not as good of a basketball player as Kobe Bryant was. I'm oh, sorry. Man, he okay. All right, let's. He's a product a of a system, and he's a, he was great. He's great in his role. The team did a great job of maximizing his ability within his role. I just, if I am drafting, this goes back to what I'm, I'll, I'll use it. And I'm going to ask you, 
similar to the Jokic thing. If you're picking one, Kobe or him. I'm taking like, Tim Duncan. As a player? As a player, straight up. Like, straight up, not accolades? Yeah, Tim Duncan, the guy who outplayed Shaquille O'Neal in the 2003 and 2004 Western Conference Finals, that guy, yeah, give me him. No, I The guy I who's one of the best rim protectors that we've seen. One of the he was not that we've seen. No, he was an incredible rim protector. Here's here's the thing not with that Tim we've Duncan. Seen, though. Here's the thing with Tim Duncan, and the reason why people have him lower than he should be, it is because he was quiet and he played in San Antonio. If Tim Duncan was a New York Knick or Chicago Bull or mm. Los Angeles Laker, people would have him higher on their list. But because he played in San Antonio and he was really quiet and he played for Coach Pop, <clears throat> people don't rate him as high. But look, I'm looking at the guy who was a 15 time All Defensive selection. 12-time all-defensive selection Kobe. See, he's got three more. And they, and they both played for 20 years. He's a 15-time all-NBA selection. Okay, and, So is and, Kobe. And when we look at the so career averages, yeah, that's fair. Look, like I said, oh, let's go we're, down. Let's, we're let's, do, let's do a side-by-side. Let's do it. Uh, two-time M- MVP for Tim Duncan? Two-time MVP for Tim Duncan. Yes. How, how many for Kobe? Do you just have the one? Yeah, he, he just has the one. Kobe just has the one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, they're both three-time finals in, in, in MVPs. They're both five-time NBA champs. I mean, they're, they're, the resumes and the accolades are really similar. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, I just, take away I, the all-rookie team. Here's the difference. Because you, you asked the, the building a team question. If I can take one guy, mm-hmm. I think it is much easier to put a team around Tim Duncan because of his willingness to yeah. share the ball. Okay. Whereas with Kobe Bryant... He is. They're both alphas, so I don't. I don't want to make it sound like Tim Duncan isn't an alpha, but Kobe Bryant was Kobe an alpha to a one. point where it was an issue with guys, where he would really butt heads, and that made it really tough <clears throat> to put guys around him. Like like with Tim Duncan, you can put just about anybody around him because he's easier to get along with. Now we're, we're getting into off the court stuff, which isn't supposed yeah. to be factored in here. I just. I mean, Tim does. It, I I'll take a guy. And here's the here's the thing too. Last thing, Five and time, then yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. Much tougher to find seven footers as impactful as Tim Duncan as it is guys that that play point guard or shooting guard. I think it's much easier to find great guards than it is to find great big men. Okay, I d- agree to disagree on that one. Kobe's Kobe's my nine. You have him at ten though, so that, I mean that's not too far off. But you yeah. have Tim at like six. I've got six. Tim Duncan at six, man. Yeah, I just I just I don't agree. Um, I got Shaq at ten. Where do you have Shaq? I have Shaq at eleven. Okay, um, I like that you have Kobe in front of Shaq. Um. Yep. Shaq is, I think, part of me feels like I have him too low, and I think that part of it is because you look at Shaq and you look at the career that he could have had, you know, like if okay, if Shaquille O'Neal wanted to, this is the 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 school reference. If Shaquille O'Neal wanted to, he had the ability to have a 4.0 GPA, go to school, be a doctor, and be one of the best doctors yeah. ever. Yeah. But instead, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna have a three six, and I'm gonna have a whole lot of fun while I have a three six. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of who he was. Um, but I've got Kobe in front of him because he won more championships without Shaq than Shaq yeah. won without him. Yeah. No, I I, I like that. I do. Um, I've got <clears throat> Wilt at nine. Where do you have Wilt? I've got Wilt at six. Okay. Is it just because of the career averages and how crazy they the are? Career averages are silly. Yeah. Um, Fair. Was a scoring champ seven he's times. He's the only player in NBA history to. I mean, he, in a season, he averaged fifty points. And I just, I just really think that he is typically talked about in a manner that I think is disrespectful because it's like, oh, 
he played in an era where nobody was bigger than him. Everyone was that shouldn't matter. Like you cannot, you cannot have that conversation because you could do that with every, every single person on this list is like, well, what if they played in this era? What you can't do it. They played in an era. We talk about the era that they played in. And I think there's no one. And I mean, no one to average, to average 30 and 22, really 23 rebounds is to average in four assists. That's stupid. And to to be candid, he has an assist the, champ too. He, he has an assist title. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this dude is a freak of nature. Oh yeah, great basketball player. He's outstanding. Um, I've got him, him at six. So do you have Bill Russell in front of him or behind him? I've got him one behind. I have him one behind. I do. The guy who <clears throat> consistently beat him in the NBA Finals. I uh, he was on a better team. Bill was on a better team. I I will yes I will take the guy who averaged fifteen more points and had the same amount of rebounds and was a similar. What about the defensive difference? Because that's the, that was no, the thing what, with Bill Russell. The defense was the thing with Bill Russell. I'm just asking because look I don't no, mind it. No, no, I've no. got Bill Russell at eight. I so one ahead. It's He's because he has the eleven titles. Player. He's outstanding defensive player. I would just say. Wilt is not a slouch in that apartment either. I know he only has yeah. two all-time, all-defensive numbers, but or teams. I promise you, he affected shots. Oh <laughs> yeah, of course, of guarantee. Course. And so I just well, part of it is the era that these guys played in. All, all defensive wasn't a thing until the nineteen sixty-eight to sixty-nine season. That's why Bill Russell only has one. Finals MVPs weren't a thing until. Oh man, where's it at? Uh, I think. Oh, the Finals MVP became a thing the year after Russell retired. Yeah. And the fact that they named the Finals MVP trophy after Bill Russell tells me he would have had a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he would have, but I look at the... I mean, Bill Russell, rebounding was supposed to be his big thing. and 22 and a half. Yeah, 22 and a half, but Wilt had... He was the 12-time 12, 12 rebound... Or 11-time rebounding champ, 7-time scoring champ. He was an assist champ at one point. 13-time All-Star. <clears throat> won two titles, right? I know, I understand Bill won 11, 11. which is stupid. It really is. It's, it's so hard to argue with. No, it it is. He, he's he got five MVPs to, to um, Wilt's four. He has more MVPs. No, I just, I, I, I do think I objectively, it. Wilt is a better player. I do. I really so it, do. So My question is, if you switch Wilt and Bill, what happens? If you put 30 points a game on that team... With, I mean, I understand you, you, Bill, a lot of Bill's role is the defensive side of the ball, sure. But I so, just, I do think Bill was playing on some better teams than, than yeah. it was. And so there's, I just, I'm taking a guy that averaged 30 and 23. Yeah. On I don't his mind. Career it. And in one season, average 50. Yeah. For I just, sure. I think, here's, here's my thing with Bill. I think Bill Russell falls into a very similar category as Steve Nash, where he could have scored more. But he didn't. So there's, you know, when I was doing this, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I read so much stuff uh, just about <laughs> Bill Russell and things like that. And part of winning titles, you kind of talked about this beforehand. It's not one player. It's the team that wins titles. Yeah. And when you go back and you listen to the Bill Russell interviews and just him talking about those championships, it really feels like he gave up a lot of personal scoring and things like that to enhance the players around him. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Which is good. Um, and so I think he just left a lot on the table, and I think that's part of why I have him in front of Wilt. Yeah, but I would push back on that and say I don't think 
part of what I'm saying is Wilt didn't really have a lot of he didn't have the West. same people to defer to because Bill was just on better teams. Straight he played up. with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. What'd you say? He played with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, did he not? Who Wilt? Yes. I'm talking about for the majority of his career. No, he didn't. Not for the majority of his career, no. Okay. I mean, still there are moments, sure, but just still. I look, I don't mind it. It's a guy who averaged th- thirty and twenty three. It's that's really it's all you gotta stupid. say. It is. And that's for a career. That's dumb. So you've it got is. you've got Larry Legend at I've got him at eight. Okay. I just okay, I, I gotta ask. Why do you have him in front of Tim Duncan? I'm very I'm just looksky so similar complex to the the big O. Just being able to he facilitate every, a little bit. He more. does everything. He does everything really well defensively, almost averaging two steals a game, um, almost a block a game. I mean, to win three titles, it, yeah, he did. He was that was a good team. He was on good teams. Um, yeah, part of that's just a preference thing. Part okay. of that's a posi- the position that he did it from. To to have a guy play the three slash four, to be a better, definitely a better shooter, better scorer, definitely a better passer. Definitely, I would say a better rebounder for his position. Um, better defensive player on in terms of steals. Tim is a better rim protector for sure. Part of that is positional stuff. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's a preference of the position that Larry was doing this from. Okay. Whereas Tim was doing it from a position where if I let's put it this way, if I'm picking someone that needs to be dominant, I'm gonna pick someone like Larry than over someone like Tim because of the positions they play. I'm taking a dominant three over a dominant four every day of the week. Every single day. Because I, I think that or Tim is relying on other positions more than that Larry Larry is because he's not the primary ball yeah it's yeah, just okay. well and neither is to be frank neither should Larry yeah because he's playing the three but here's part of his skill set is that so he was so here's here's my question because you've talked a lot about longevity <clears throat> and when you look at Larry Bird yeah. and Tim Duncan's careers when talk about longevity you have to go with Tim Duncan because Bird has all the back injuries yeah during his career yeah so do you so when you factor it in long, even though the longevity definitely favors Tim Duncan. You would still do Bird. I would still do Bird, and I'm not. It's not saying longevity wins every time. Yeah, it's, I was just, I was just it, curious. It, that that conversation is more for players who haven't finished their career, <clears throat> specifically the Giannis's, the Jokic's. I mean, there again, there is weight to that, um, for sure. But when I mean, it's not like we're talking about Larry Bird was a five time all like Larry Bird's still a twelve time All Star, ten times All NBA. Like, yeah, still hindered by injury, yes. Um, but yeah, I. The the 15-time all-defensive is the one that would potentially sway me uh, to to move Tim down and move Larry. I mean, Larry was three-time all-defense. Um, the 15 all-defense is insane. It is so, insane. Um, yeah. No, okay. I. the more I'm looking curious. at it, the more maybe I should have had Tim in my top 10, but I do think him and Bird are close. Um, I've honestly, got him six and seven, I, I'm going to be so, completely – I'm going to fess up to this. I wasn't really paying attention to Tim's defensive side of the ball. And now that I'm seeing the 15-time all-defense, that is making me kind of think, because um, that's insane. He was, I it just, I, I think that the, his quiet demeanor really hurts him when we have these conversations. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, but yeah, I mean, still, having him, yeah, having him, having him, Bird at eight, I think is is fair. I think a lot of people would would have him there, and um, yeah, okay. Top five for me. Uh, I've got Magic Johnson at five. Okay, where where did you put him four. at? 
Okay, so you've got Steph at five? I do have Steph at five. Okay. Which I feel like it could be way worse. You could have got someone on here that was like, Steph should be 12. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's let's break down the two. Because I feel like the, our top threes are going to be the same. So yeah. I think this is going to be our last major talking point. Yeah, Jordan at three. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, Cream at three, LeBron at two, oh, yeah. Jordan at one. We don't even need to talk okay, about that. Okay, cool. Okay, so... I think that the difference between the two for me is the way that Steph Curry has forever changed basketball, and he's the most... Where, here, where's it at? Of all the players in the history of the NBA, he has the most gravitation... The strongest gravitational pull than any other player. Yeah. To a point where he... I, let's, I like to call them off-ball assists, where you are yeah, so overly yeah. concerned with Steph... That Draymond Green slips a screen and, and gets a layup. Yep. And which those don't those don't pop up on the stat sheet, obviously. They absolutely do not. But it is such a valuable part of who he is. Yeah. And anytime you can grab somebody and say he's the best ever at this spe- at th- specific thing, I think yeah. really plays well in the greatest of all time argument. So that's why I've got him ahead yeah. of Magic. Yeah. No, they, they both had have had insane careers and they both have had tremendous impact on the game of basketball. And I would lean magic because of his ability like i i do think magic is the best passer of all time i do okay Um, that's fine yeah and so he's the best at something as well i think his i love his versatility man i love seeing that he played center Um, scored 42 it's silly it Um, is silly yeah so more of a preference than anything i i i think that again i mentioned this but Having people, so you could have had someone on here that, hey, Steph should be 15. Yeah. I think Steph is outstanding. Um, his resume is re- already ridiculous. He's still not done. He's still really good. He's still really, really, really good. Um, he's been really good since he came into the league. And I, I think he will undoubtedly submit himself definitely top seven in almost everyone's list by the time he's done. Um. <clears throat> I would argue that he's already there. Obviously, why I put him at five. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, he's. Yeah, I I understand the versatility. You, man, just learning so much about Matt Murphy when it comes to basketball. Yep. Ver- versatility is number one. It's huge, man. Which it's- is fair. I just Steph Curry is such a versatile guard. Just like there, there's a lot of guards who can only play on the ball, or only play off the ball. Yeah, and he's great at both. Yeah, um, I think the being the only unanimous MVP ever, I think, mm-hmm. is a big. That's a big thing for him. Yep. Um, Does he win? My question is, and you can you can bump you could probably bump back and say the same thing about Magic, but I mean Magic has five, Steph has four, and just both of those teams are both stacked. Yeah, I mean they're both stacked. The and thing, I think Magic was. It's similar situation to Steph, to be honest. Of like. Taking a lesser role to bring in these better yeah, players. Yeah, it's actually really similar when you really think about it. They are, yeah. <clears throat> they are both. So I, so I, I, I call them connectors. Yeah. Guys in the offense who, like, if you take Magic away from that Lakers team, that Lakers team is nowhere near as good. Yeah. And it's the same thing as Steph. Steph you pull him, him out. And part of it is their talent, but part of it is also the passing ability and just the connection aspect. It's like, um, I, I wrote a thing the other day on, on Anthony Black, and I called Anthony Black. A great drummer, mm-hmm. and when we look at Steph Curry and Magic Johnson, they're great drummers. Like, there's a lot of 
players in the NBA who are great lead singers, right? Guys who score a whole lot of points. There's a lot of really good lead guitarists, guys who are kind of that second option. Yeah. Because whenever you go to a concert, you're showing up to, to hear the lead singer. You yeah. know, like when you're going to a basketball game, you're showing up to watch a certain player score a whole bunch of points. Yeah. And then, you know, from time to time, you get these awesome guitar solos where, like, the number two option has a great <clears throat> night. But yeah. great point guards are great drummers. You rarely show up to a <laughs> concert to watch a fantastic drummer. Mm. And the thing with drummers is if you're the lead singer, you sing one note at a time. If you're a great guitarist, you play mm. one chord, one scale at a time. But drummers, you got your right hand hitting the hi-hat, you've got the left hand mm-hmm. hitting the snare, the right foot's doing the kick drum, the left foot is doing a, a hi-hat beat with the left foot. They're doing multiple things. Yeah, they, yeah, And no Steph doubt. and Magic both do that to an incredible yeah. level. Yeah, they do. They do. And I'll, <clears throat> I'll close with this, at least on this part of it, that, I mean, Steph... To average, I mean, he's a career average 25, like five and six. Yeah. Which is like, that's still really good. I I like, I mean, the fact that Magic's assist is in the double digits on his career is silly. That's absurd. Um, And he's up at like seven boards a game. Yeah. That's part of why the I would lean yeah. him. But there's no, I mean, the fact that I have Steph at five, I think there's there should be some weight in that, you know. Oh, for um, sure, yeah, and yeah. That, that was probably one of the harder decisions that I made on this list. I remember the first time I told you Steph at four. So, okay, let me ask, because when I yeah. first showed you the list and I showed you Steph at four, you looked at me like I was crazy, yeah. which I think is a lot of people's. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy Colt. That was his same reaction. <laughs> He's like, that feels high. Not, not saying that it's wrong, but that feels, feels high. high. So what was kind of the revelation to putting Steph that high? I actually looked at it. I actually no like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just like there's no way yeah and then you look it's like wait this I guy's had, got I had the same thing <clears throat> I was like well he's got championships he's got the stats he's he's a transcendent in an area that no one else will probably ever trans beat him in in this area um and certainly shaped the game in a way that many very few haven't and he's got the all stars he's got the all NBA's he's got, he's got, the, got the all NBA's He's got the MV- I'm like, okay. The only I mean the only real thing that you can look at is the finals mm-hmm. MVPs. What do you say? Is the finals MVPs. Which he got That's snubbed one. in year one. Cause look, Andre Iguodala was great. He was not the best player in that series. It was no. Steph. And no. then the la- the other two years it's Steph sacrificed to have Durant on his team. Yeah. And I mean the only other thing he's got two MVPs. Where some other players have more. No doubt. But Silly, dude. Just silly. It's silly. It but, is. This dude, is, I will say, great list. Thank well you. Well done. I appreciate it. Brilliant, brilliant, the, brilliant the, job. The top 16 that you brought it just kind of took me for a loop. I was like, whoa. I was yeah, like, baby. Right. Hey, we, like we, it, we're reeling them in, baby. Come on. All right. It is. It's 8.15. You, you've got to be at the eight-second saloon. In 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Somehow. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank yes, you sir. for taking the time. My pleasure. And I do want to echo again, brilliant job on this list. Well done. It's an honor to be on. Always is, but definitely an honor to be on for this one. Um, wrapping up a really great, really great series, and you did a fantastic job. Thank you. 2.0. 2.0, baby. Coming out next year. Come on. So, I will, it'd be interesting to see how much that changes, though, because... Yeah, like, if, if Steph wins another title, do you move him in front of... I'm not, you don't have to answer this right now. But like, if Steph wins another title, do you move him in front of Magic? If Jokic yeah, wins yes, another title... Yes, I'll answer that right now. You say yes. yes. Okay. Yes. If he uh, wins another title, If yes. Jokic wins another title, how far does he move? If Giannis wins another title, how, how far, far does he move? move? If, you if think Chris it's, Paul it's more Harden 2.0 because it's, twi- it's, it's little tweaks. Dude, little I, tweaks. just in terms of the list, I hope the Warriors win it. Because then you can talk fun. more Steph, and Chris Paul gets one. And so you mm. move him up the list. 
yeah. That'd anyway, be, I'm, yeah, that'd be I'm excited. I'm excited. So that'd thank be a you. Lot of movement. Thank you for taking the hour and a half to that do. Was this. an hour and a half. Yeah, between part one and part two, Whoa. it'll be roughly an hour and a half. Dang. So I didn't even realize that, but thank thank you for talking that. Pleasure long. and an honor. Thank you to the listeners for sticking around this. Pleasure long. and an honor for them here. as well. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. This is top tier content. Top tier, top shelf. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Um, Always, brother. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. I'll be back again on Tuesday. Matt will be back again on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Ta- talking about the AFC South. Can't wait, baby. Can't wait. It's gonna. It's, it's great. We just recorded it, so we know it's great. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> so once again, thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you all yes, again sir. on Tuesday. Peace.